Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Okay, okay, let's get this show on the road. How are you getting on? How's it going? Um, I'm sitting here in the spare room in County Mayo, and I'm about to open a beer here. Let's see if I can find it. I can't. Um, oh, here it is. It's one of these Duvels. I don't know if you've ever had them, but um, I just said to myself, you know what? It's Sunday night. It's fine. Just have one for yourself. Leave it at that. Get into bed then and stop talking about it, will you? So that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm treating myself. It's Sunday night. Hope you're keeping well. Before we get any further, I want to thank the people of Golden Bake, the home of Jambons, for letting me into your world the other day in Dublin. Last week I was up in Dublin. I called into Golden Bake. It was great to see them. I'm part of the family, I hope. I love them. Do they love me? Yes, we think so. Thank you for everything. And it was great to see the jambons and the variety of jambons out there. And if you're planning to go out for a feed tomorrow, I would recommend that you look no further than the jambon. Now, that's the sound of me popping the beer. Hopefully it'll pop. Hope there's not screw top and hope... This will come off, all right? But yeah, just trying to get this off here now, folks. One second now, come on. Oh, there you go. There she's gone now. She's gone, lads. But um, welcome to this week's show. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about a few things before I get down to the cock and balls of this podcast. And basically, this podcast is all about the best lessons in your life. I asked people the other day on Instagram what the best lessons there were that they've ever received or maybe the best sayings that they've ever heard in their life that will stick to them and they'll always look back and say you know what this lesson is pushing me forward in life we're going to be talking about them a little later in the show plus um i wanted to talk a small bit about cork city i'm going to be down there tomorrow morning at 12 o'clock and i hope to see you there but before we get on to that i wanted to talk about as i said i was in dublin there for a few days and i had some stand-up gigs there was three I had three nights to do in the same place called the Cracked Inn in Dublin. If you're looking for a place to go to Monday to Sunday, I think it's open. And you can go in there and you can do a bit of stand-up comedy or you can go from five minutes to 15 minutes to, I think, probably 25 minutes if, if you want, 30 minutes. And I also I had a gig as well in a different place called the Haypenny. So anyways, I was in there on the Monday and I was kind of shitting my pants. I was like thinking about this gig going, fuck, shit, why did I say yes to this? What am I doing going up on stage in front of people, talking to them? What a, what a, makes no sense. You're, because people are coming into the room assuming you're going to be funny and you're just looking at them going, oh, I'm just a fucking, you know, and you start second guessing everything you're, you're doing in life. You're like, I don't think I should be doing this now today. This makes no sense. And then at around eight o'clock, the room, people start coming into the room because the show starts. Normally on the tickets, it'll say, be here for like seven and then sometimes people wait a half an hour sometimes they wait an hour but this was a half an hour waiting so all day I was looking at the clock going right it's one o'clock in the day okay I can relax for another while two o'clock time used to fly three o'clock four o'clock and before I know it it'd be like six o'clock and I'd be like right I better go over my lines I have to go over these lines and you know the way when you're just before a test or whatever 
you feel like you, it's hard to kind of push yourself into that corner where you're like, right, just sit down, read over these lines. Everyone has different ways of learning. See, I don't, I don't really learn by looking and sitting down. I have to, my problem is that when I say things, I only like to say them one or two times, but with stand-up, you need to know what you're going to say. So I um, went up there anyways, and I wasn't so bad before the gig. I was shitting myself a small bit, but I wasn't too bad. I had a pint of Smithics before I got on stage. And then when I got up on stage, then I had a lovely conversation. Well, not a conversation, but I was chatting to the crowd and I felt a great energy and I was feeling mighty now after that one. And it was a mixture between Irish people and people from all over the world. And I was chatting to two fellas from Oregon at the bar. They're like, dude, we're from Oregon. And I was like, fuck, what do I know about Oregon now? And I, the only thing I think of was like, um, did you legalize uh, marijuana there, did you? And they're like, yeah, we did, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, would you like Ireland? And I didn't know what else to say about Oregon, so I just completely changed the topic. And they were saying they loved Ireland, and uh, they said they loved the crack and the music and the dancing and all that other stuff. And then the f- he was so sound, the fellow, he goes to me, do you want a pint? And I said, you know what, I'd love one. And I had another pint of Smithics. And that was me for the night then. So that was the first night, and I was really happy walking home. I had to walk, I would say... At the end of the night there, I had to walk, I'd say, probably 40 minutes. But I was listen- listening to music. And you know when you walk around a city at nighttime listening to music, you kind of pretend that you're in a movie and you pretend you're Hugh Grant or someone like that that's more kind of, you know, a bit more rough around the edges. And you're walking across the city listening to something that's like piano music or something. And you think you're in a movie. That's how I felt the first night. I was like, wow. Imagine I was in a movie now with Colomini or Brendan Gleeson or one of them lads. And got home anyways, and that was grand. Then the following day, same thing again. It was one o'clock. Okay, I've got a few hours to go over my lines because I have to. Now, not everyone has to do this. Some people have got great memories, but I don't have a great memory. So I have to kind of go over stuff quite a lot. And I have to look at things three or four times just so that it gets into my mind. Because otherwise, like I've read pages of books and I'm like, I haven't a clue what I just read there. I don't know anything about that story there now. Anything. I could be 50 pages into a book. And someone might say to me, what's that book about? I was like, I haven't a clue. You'll have to look at yourself and tell me after, please. And then it pisses me off then because I get annoyed at myself because I'm like, well, how come I can't remember stuff? And then I start trying to remember stuff. And then it gets better after a while. And then I forget to remember. And then before I know it, I'm forgetful again. So I have to go over my lines quite a bit until they're kind of lodged into my head. And I have to go over them maybe two or three or maybe even four nights in a row. But by the time it's the fourth night, if it's in my head, by Jess will be in my head by. But anyways, the second night I went in there and it was a mixture of Irish people and foreign people. There was people from America. There was people from, where else? There was people, there was someone from Chile. There was people from England, Barnsley. And there was gangs of people from all over the place anyway. So I was in there the second night and I felt like it was a bit, it wasn't as good as the first night now. So I was kind of like, oh, Jesus, that was a sore one. You know, because you'd be trying out the material, you'd be trying out a few different things. And basically what I did wrong was I kept saying, do we have anyone here from, started off, do we have anyone here from Mayo? Nobody. Do we have anyone here from Ireland? Nobody. And then I said something along the lines of, um, I was talking about a story where I went to America. And I was like, do we have any Americans here? Nothing. So I was like, okay, maybe I'm calling out the wrong people here. And I kept doing it. But I should have stopped doing it. But anyways, there's always lessons to be learned in this life by. There's always something to be learned no matter what side of the coin you're on. And... Um, the following day, oh sorry, that same night then, I was going into the Haypenny. They do this thing on a Tuesday, it's called Battle of the Axe. And it's for like people doing stand-up, if you want to do 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. So there was this fella 
from college. He was going on before me. There was two fellas from college going on before me. Then I was on. Then the MC would come back. The MC goes on first and he brings on everybody. And then he would have maybe brought me off and someone else on. But anyways, just as I'd finished the first gig, I went down to the second gig. And now I was back to shitting myself because it was a brand new crowd. And I was like, oh God, these people are going to fucking hate me. They're going to hate me. And I put my head in the door and there was about, I would say, 20 lads from Plymouth. And they were all dressed up as Dwayne The Rock Johnson when he's wearing that, you know, that black fleece that he wears with the chain around his neck. And uh, he's kind of like, it's from the 80s or 90s. There was like 20 lads from Plymouth and they look like tough dudes and they look like rowdy dudes. And they're on some sort of weird stag do. Not weird, but they were all dressed up, you know. You know, there are some people who go on stag do's and they get really into it. Like apparently in Stockholm, in Sweden or somewhere somewhere over there anyways, the lads will get dressed up. And it'll involve dildos. Now, I don't really know the whole story in it, so I won't go into it. But anyways, cut to the third night. Sorry, I went up in front of the people in Plymouth, right? And um, and I felt like, Jesus, they were very sound. Like, you know, they're really up at the crack. And actually, a fell in there, sound as a pound. He bought me a pint of Smithix. And you might be wondering, what, why am I even drinking Smithix? I don't, I don't even know why I'm drinking Smithix. But last time I was in the pub in Mayo with my father, he was drinking Smithix. So I said, you know what? Me and you're in this together, buddy. Me and you are in this game together. So I started dipping into the Smithics recently. And uh, i got to say, it's nice stuff. But anyways, the following night, I um, had the same gig again in the Crack Den, which is on Dame Street, or just off Dame Street there, in Dublin City Centre. And um, I had to do another 15 minutes in there stand-up. And then that was that. And it was great to get in there and, and do those gigs. And... Um, Follow night then went on to Newbridge and I got to say a big shout out to everyone in Kildare in Newbridge. Thanks very much for coming out. An absolute gang of legends. And I met them after in, I forget the name of the place, but beautiful bunch of bastards. And I want to say thanks very much to everybody there in Newbridge. Now we're going to move on. Um, we're going to talk about the best lessons that you've ever got in your life. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It means a lot to me and I really appreciate it. One of the best sayings you've ever heard, someone said, you can dive very deeply into this lesson. The next person said, never go anywhere empty-handed, be it to a neighbour with a gift or a fight with a baton. So true. Now, you can't be going into one house with one arm as long as the other, as John Kenny used to say. You can't just land into a house with nothing. You've got to go in there with at least... At least a tea bag or something like that, or crisps or something, or a sandwich. You can't just arrive into someone's house without a gift. And I think we should bring that back, that it's mandatory that when you walk into someone's house, you give them sweets or something like that, you know. Um, the next one, imperfection. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. So true, Ali, so true. You just got to pull the finger out and go for it. And sometimes, and everyone does it, including myself, and I'm trying to stop doing it, but... Sometimes you'd be overthinking something or over planning something and to the point where you'd paralyze yourself with the idea of what could turn out of it, whether it be a good thing or whether it be a bad thing. Karma, the next person said. Some people believe that whatever happens in this planet, it will reflect and come back again. So if you're a bad bastard, it's going to come around and get you. And if you're a good person, you're going to have good things there in front of you. And it's a bit like the secret if you remember that book, 
you used to say the law of attraction and all that crack where if you were like thinking every single day when you wake up I will have a good day today will be my day then um, you will attract those things the universe will work in your favour so maybe that's something similar or else I'm talking out my arse but I don't know um, don't talk about your wages with anyone and don't shag your friend's partner that's a fair enough one yeah that's a fair enough one Dara you know because you'd get people asking those questions don't crash your bike and break your leg as an adult and have to go stay at mum and dad's. Well, that, that doesn't sound too good. I hope you're doing better now. But um, I guess at the same time, you got to spend time with your parents. It's not too bad. We come into this world with nothing and we leave it with nothing. That's never a truer saying was said, Craig. And it's like the old phrase goes, there's no tow bar on the hearse. You cannot bring it with you. So sometimes when you hear them going on about the likes of Elon Musk or this Forbes list carry on that you'll be hearing, you know, you'll be thinking... What what does that make a difference to me, really, when you think about it? There's no... You can't bring that with you. So I know what you're getting at there, Craig, and I appreciate that one. Um, Evan says, five minutes before Deddy closes for cheap jambons. Well, I would say to you, that's a good one, but get in there even earlier. Around one o'clock, I'm talking, right before the builders get in. If you see a pack of builders walking towards a deli, slip in there before them. The food is ready because there's a synchronicity between the builders and the deli workers, and they know each other's schedule to a T. And what you have to do is you have to be the predator on those builders. Um, never eat yellow snow is another one. Completely agree with that. Take your time and do things with good intentions. Charlie, thanks for that. I definitely agree with it, Yeah, Take your time. That's one thing as well. I mean, when I look at all these things, I think to myself, geez, I don't do any of these things. And one thing I'm very bad at is being, I even learned the word uh, for what it meant because I didn't know what it meant. But I'm very impetuous. I'll just jump ahead and do stuff without thinking about it and then in the middle of it I'd be like oh jeez I don't know what I'm doing here there was a time years ago where um, I was driving a dump truck on the railway line and I was just out at Liebensert and uh, the father was like oh yeah he'll do it he'll drive a dump truck and he gave me like a half an hour of teaching me how to drive a dump truck so my first job the first day I got there was driving a nine ton dump truck on a railway line and I had to drive onto the railway line I had to let down the tracks on the dump truck so that it would align with the railway line. And then I had to get my bucket filled up with stones. I'd drive down the track, dump it on the side of the track, and then come up and get another load. So I was kind of driving up and down the railway line. Now, I couldn't drive to save my life. I mean, I could drive, but I wasn't great, like. But, um, and probably should have been doing my leaving search as well, to be honest. But I suppose it's all about, you know, taking your time with stuff and not jumping into stuff. And I probably shouldn't have jumped into that job. And that's why I was fired not long after. Another person says, you'll be free once you stop worrying about what other people think of you. That's a tough one. It's a good one. You're right, though. You'll be free when you stop worrying about what other people think about you. True liberation. That's indeed the truth. Um, Long division. I don't know what that means. Um, Spend your time with five wasters. You'll be the sixth. Be conscious of who you are giving your time to. So true. So true. From Piersa. Thank you for that. The old hand shandy from yourself. Okay. Yeah, that can work too. Um, Let me see what else we got here. Anywhere can feel like home if you stop trying to fit in. If you're not yourself, you'll always feel content. Or sorry, you'll always feel like a stranger. Imposter syndrome won't let you feel at home. So true, so true. And I suppose the media kind of divides us all, but we're all the same. And if you think about it, if you think of if you're up there in space looking down us now, you'd be like, Look at those gang of lemmings down there just walking around the place, driving around the place, cycling around the place, walking in and out of shops. What are they at? So 
I completely get where you're coming from there. Um, let's see what else we got going on here now. I've got a few more here I'm going to read out. The only trees who reach heaven, it is said, have roots going all the way down to hell. Jesus Christ, that's a big one. I think I might just leave that one there now and keep moving because that scares me. And there's another one here from Donald McSweeney. How are you getting on, Donald? No matter what happens, the world keeps turning. Well, never a truer word was said. And although you mightn't see it, that planet of ours out there, that big lump of rock spinning around the place. If you can imagine the Bee Gees on the dance floor, it never stops moving. I'm going to finish up with this last one uh, from PSY Conkers. How are you getting on? Hope you're keeping well. Um, hope life with yourself is going good. Try to hold as few opinions as possible. I like that one. I do like that one. That's a great one to finish up this little bit on. And, um, you know, I completely agree with it. But I'll tell you what I did the other day. I don't know if it's a mistake or not. You tell me. I joined Twitter. Thanks again for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Now, I got asked the other day, did I ever own a donkey? And I've got to say, I haven't. I've never owned a donkey. But something, I mean, something you would have seen back in the in the day would have been a lot of donkeys in fields. But you don't see as many now. It's more of a novelty. But the donkey was the cornerstone of the Irish farm. You would have a donkey and a man out in a field, gathering turf, gathering straw, all sorts of stuff out there. And they were synonymous with Irish agriculture. And now, the poor bastards, you don't really see them all around. But I was looking into that question you asked me there. When did I ever own a donkey or did I ever own one? And I didn't, to be honest, you know, I never, I never really owned any animals. Um, I had a cat years ago, but he, he's gone. He's gone away. He ran away. But donkeys, no. And I'd love to get one. But um, I started looking into it and I realized that there's loads of different types of offspring of the mule, I suppose. And uh, there's the hinny. If you've ever heard of the hinny, it's a domestic equine hybrid. That is, that is the offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. When I read that, I was like, oh, right, that looks, that's a bit much, you know what I mean? But if that's what they're into, you know, then power to them. And also, what's the difference between a donkey and an ass? And in simple terms, it says here, the donkey is the domesticated form of an ass. So now that we've cleared all that up, have I ever owned a donkey? No, I haven't. Would I own a donkey? I would love to have a donkey in the field just to be able to go out and play with them and hang out and have the crack with them and spend some evenings going for walks with them. But Funnily enough, the other day I was out for a walk with the dog and um, walked down the railway line. And as I was walking down the railway line, there was two horses that I noticed there. And I was like, oh, geez, they're big. And if you look at a horse up close, if you just feel his presence, you'll realize that there's some serious creatures. They're as big as a bear, some of them are. Even bigger, actually, when you think about it. And we were walking down the line anyways, and these two horses started looking at me and the dog. So I was thinking to myself, oh, this is this could be trouble. But we kept walking and everything was fine. Completely forgot about the horses. On the way back, these two horses, the size of them, and again, their big chests, you could see the steam coming off them and they were so elegant and amazing posture. They start running towards me and the dog and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. This is not good. So I was like, go on, go, go. So I just started running. The dog legged it, but he was running beside me, the dog, and the horse was galloping. I would say, I mean, I don't really know horse speeds, but he was doing about 100 mile an hour in my direction. I was like, this could be very very bad for me genuinely i was running as quick as i could and then the dog legged it because he's got four legs so he had the, he had the speed he just kind of ran off and i turned across the railway track thinking that the horse won't be able to follow me across the railway track 
and I just turned around and the horse ran straight past me for the dog. Whatever happened, they didn't have a good relationship. And uh, thankfully the horse didn't run me down because I was, was touch and go there for a minute. But anyways, the dog ran out of the field and the horse couldn't get near him. But So the, the horse turns around, now starts looking towards me and I'm like, oh no, I'm not out of the shithole yet. Started really beginning to panic again and I kind of hid up behind a bush and the horse just galloped again, I would say, 150 mile an hour down the track and uh, it just, it was scary times, but thank God he didn't crush me. I'm really, really pleased about that. But um, besides that, folks, just wanted to say thank you very much to everybody that's been listening to the podcast, everybody on Patreon for supporting this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me and hope everyone's keeping well out there and they're slowly easing themselves back into this new, um, I suppose the lockdown's finished now. I don't even like talking about it, to be honest, but there I brought it up now again. But I hope you're all getting on very well out there and I want to thank everyone for coming to the gigs and also everyone on Patreon, as I said, and Golden Bake for their continued support. And uh, hopefully we'll see you around town. Good luck to you. Bye-bye. Sleep well.